Howdy Mountaineers, I'm Kaylee Riccatelli, here with Sydney Wentz, and you're listening to The Girls Who Get It. Now this has been a fantastic week for the Ball and Barbies, okay? But some of the Kens are going through it right now. So it's time to whip out the tiny violins (laughs) and pour one out. The NFL playoffs are in, I'd say, actually more than full swing at this point, right? As the wild card and divisional rounds are now complete. So, our condolences to Chargers fans, Cleveland Browns fans, the most long-suffering fan base I've ever seen. Dolphins people, Mike McDaniel especially, gone too soon, King. Steelers fans, our neighbors to the north, condolences to you as well. Eagles fans, our hearts go out to you, not only for your early playoff exit, but also the apparent end of Jason Kelsey's career, who has been enjoying his retirement, obviously. He's still here in our hearts. Yeah. Um, Cowboys fans, you get nothing. Okay, I'm not sorry. Cry more, please. Now, we are pouring one out. <laughs> Buccaneers fans, our dear cheeseheads in Wisconsin, Matt LaFleur, your camera time will be missed. Texans, I would feel worse for you if you were if you were not in Houston. All my homies hate Houston, but we'll pour a little one out for you anyway. <clears throat> and last but not least, Bill's Mafia. We're sorry I- that you got terrorized by shirtless Jason Kelsey. <laughs> I know I I know that game hurt. I'm hurt. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. What was I supposed to do? Cheer against a man with big, beautiful brown eyes? I'm simply incapable of doing so, okay? Josh Allen, they could never make me hate you. (sighs) Thank you for your service in my fantasy team this year. We finished terribly, but it was a pleasure having you. I appreciate the effort. Um... Do we need to cut the sad vibe? There they go. Now that that's over. The sad violins were a paid actor. (laughs) (laughs) But now that that's done, let's talk about women. (laughs) I love women. Anyway, firstly, we will, of course, be talking about our own basketball baddies because they made history once again. As the first Division One team to hold its opponents scoreless in a quarter in consecutive games. Consecutive games? Consecutive games. Did you know that? I definitely read it in today's episode of Monday in Morgantown <laughs> and just didn't just glance past that, but slay. Yeah. So they, Sliving. They did it in the first quarter against Houston in the Coliseum on January 17th. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, this podcast sponsored by Spindrift Sparkling Water. It's not actually sponsored by Spindrift. I just run on this stuff. But um, did this in the first quarter against Houston in the Coliseum on January 17th. And then again on the 20th against Cincinnati, which was in Cincinnati. But held them scoreless anyway. The Mountaineers then went on to win both of those games, beating Houston 80-39. to in Cincinnati, 72-43, Press Virginia is back and better than ever. Because I guess you, weren't, you didn't really follow 
WVU sports during the Press Virginia era, did you? No, I didn't become. I, I'm a West Virginia bandwagoner. I became <laughs> a West Virginia sports fan when I started coming to school here. Well, see, uh, I wouldn't call it that. Bandwagoning is when you jump on when they're popular. You jumped on it just oh, about yeah, the no, worst. I jumped on it just about the worst time for West Virginia sports. So never mind. I'm a reverse bandwagoner. So Press Virginia is one of. One of the best eras of WVU basketball. And I, oh, I miss it. I miss it. Because that was, I guess it kind of, it would have started, I don't know if it necessarily started dying out when you got here. Because I'm really not sure that it lasted that long. But like when Javon Carter was here. So that was like 2015, I want to say. And then I well, think. I would have, I would have. Not to age myself, but I would have started high school in 2016. So I think I was the, the, I was a glimmer in my mother's eye when the Press Virginia era was going on. Well, I was a glimmer in Bob Huggins's eye. How about that? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I hope your mother was more aware of your existence than that by 2015. <laughs> but. No, oh my gosh, because it was it was around the time Javon Carter was here, and Javon Carter's now in the NBA, and him and Deuce McBride actually over break played each other, and it was great. Oh wow! Because they were they like were on each other, like they were oh, guarding fun, each other. Oh, fun, fun, fun! It was so fun. But I think by the time Deuce went through, Press Virginia was dying out, just because we had a different team and it just mm-hmm. didn't go well with the style of defense. But Press Virginia is back through via the women's basketball team. And I'm so excited because it's such a fun, uh, because we do stuff like this, like yeah. hold people, hold teams scoreless in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I almost said inning. I'm ready for baseball. We season. are ready for baseball. I went first quarter. It's not an inning. Um, but coming up, looking ahead, seeing if we can continue holding people scoreless the mountaineers play iowa state in the coliseum at 2 p.m on saturday january 27th it's a gold rush and they'll be hosting their 50th anniversary celebration that day because this is the 50th year of wvu women's basketball cool it's that's so cool but because like this whole season is kind of their like 50th anniversary celebration which is what a way to celebrate literally what a way to celebrate becoming the first d1 like this isn't even like women's Mm -hmm. specifically the first d1 team from what i saw first d1 team ever to hold its opponent scoreless in the for in one quarter for consecutive games sorry that was like i could not form that stat in my brain or form the sentence in my brain but the 27th is a gold rush it's the 50th anniversary celebration and the wvu women's team because we're playing iowa state the team has already lost to iowa state this year out in ames on january 10th when they led the cyclones 44 to 31 at the half and then were outscored in the second half and lost 74 to 64 with Iowa State scoring 27 points in the fourth quarter alone. So we're coming into this game with a little bit of a chip on our shoulders. If anybody has watched the new Mean Girls movie, it's a revenge party. A party that ends with somebody crying and alone. It's, it's not crying and alone. I'm trying to with remember. With someone's head on a spike. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go with the violent one. 
I don't oh, know the other one. I know head it's on the spike. It's going to be a little nicer. Sorry, I choose violence every time. Somebody crushed and alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it is. But I, because I also watched that recently and it was really good. But so we're going to have ourselves a little revenge party in the Coliseum against Iowa State on the 27th. Mm-hmm. But speaking of women making collegiate basketball history, Sydney, have you heard about this yet? No, I haven't. Please tell me. So Stanford University's women's basketball coach, Tara Vanderveer, just surpassed Mike Shashevsky for the most career wins for a college basketball coach. Like, Stanford's Holy women's crap. basketball coach passed the Coach K of Duke fame for the most wins for college basketball coach men's and women's. So, Coach K retired at 1,202 wins, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Nothing to lot. sneeze at. And this past Sunday, Coach Vanderveer notched her 1,203 third win Whoa. when Stanford took down Oregon State, putting her ahead of Coach K. Now, Vanderveer has been coaching for 44 years. She spent her first seven at Idaho and Ohio State. Okay. And with her first win coming on December 1st, 1978. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> My mom was not saying how old because she'll kill me. My mom was a child. My mother was also a child, but I'm not saying how old she was. A, ti- I'm a not tiny aging child. Her now. I'm, yes. I won't. I won't age my mother on the podcast on Beyonce's internet. But <laughs> in the <laughs> she year was a, of our Lord, she was a small child, which is crazy that this woman has been coaching basketball for that long. But Vanderveer has been coaching Stanford for the past 37 seasons, so she's in her 38th season with Stanford. Wow. Her 45th season overall. Wow. Where she has led them to three NCAA titles and 25 conference titles, like regular season conference titles. She also coached the undefeated gold medaling 1996 USA women's national basketball team at the Atlanta Olympics. Oh, wow. So this so woman, she's been picked to be an Olympic coach. Oh, yes. And that team went through the Olympics undefeated and won a gold medal. Oh, my God. Heck, yeah. So she slays. And I couldn't find her overall record. But because the last time they updated it on the Stanford website, she it was like a thousand eighty some wins oh, wow. and like two hundred and some losses. But in her like college basketball, in her entire career, career. Oh, like that's her like as a player, as a coach. No, no, no just oh. as a coach. But like okay. in, in her whole coaching career. Because I'm not sure last time they updated that record, but because it, it, it so wasn't is, 12. Is that literally but. just like as a Stanford coach as in a coach, 38 years? No, in in all 45. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All 45 seasons. I was seasons, curious because I was like. She's only lost like 200 and some games oh out of God. the like 1,203 that she won. Holy crap. Well, good, good on you, coach. And yet, because this, okay, so. Those are her accomplishments. She's obviously mm-hmm. a great coach. So when ESPN posted her achievement on Instagram, mm-hmm. I, I'm i nosy and I'm a potster. So I checked the comments, right? Uh-oh. There were literally some of the first ones were people, mostly men, but people, saying, 
she's still not as good as Coach K. Don't compare her to Coach K. And I was like, okay, they're numbers. Like, we we kind of have to compare her to Coach K because she just passed him. Yeah. Like, you can't say, oh, she broke this record without mentioning the other coach. Oh, yeah. Like, like you, how, how are you arguing numbers? Mm-hmm. Like, concrete, this is the most objective stat possible. Yeah. Like, I don't, they didn't say anything about, like, this means she's a better coach or this means, like, they, there was oh, nothing yeah, inferred. Yeah, yeah. They simply said she has now won more college basketball games as a coach than this other coach. Like, I don't, I don't, because I was, I was like, what are we debating right now? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it just, that's a, that's a different, more controversial issue that we can tackle if we so see fit but i think it's just people are always gonna find something to be yeah not happy about and then because they were saying like oh you know like it's a women's coach or whatever like coach k was this big hole well either way whether you coach men's or women's Mm -hmm. basketball it is hard to win 1200 and coach k lost his last game like you can't you can't you win some you lose some like this is how sports works is we're getting to a point now where everything has become a more inclusive space that I think it's time that we start to realize that women have been having to break glass ceilings for years. So I I find it more offensive that people aren't like, oh my gosh, look at her go. It's, oh, she's a woman, so it isn't cool. Yeah. Like... She's already pushing these boundaries. She's already the easily the winningest women's coach already. Winningest coach. And now she's the winningest coach of all time. Yeah. But just because she passed a man, we're going to make it a problem. Well, yeah. And it's, I, because I was like, like, these are numbers. It's it's like one it's they, one thing when we're pitting women against each other. We don't need to be pitting women against everyone. Yeah. Let's well, be I mean, better. Let's be better than that people. So I was like, you know, I was like, if we're going to be talking about objective, verifiable numbers and people are still going to get pissy about it. I pulled numbers oh, of my own. She's got her girl math, ladies. From, she's got her girl math. From Fox Sports's by the numbers kind of thing that Heck they yeah. did on Coach Vanderveer. So she is one of 10 female head coaches to be inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. She has had one losing season her entire career. So all 45 years, there was one year where she had more losses than wins. Now, I'm not trying to compare the two. Coach K had more than that. (laughs) I couldn't find the exact number, but it was was Mm. at least two. Because the article I found mentioned two consecutive losing seasons. Yeah. They didn't have an overall how many he had by the end of it. But there was at least two because he had two back-to-back. So she has less losing seasons than the coach that she just passed. She is one of six women's basketball coaches in NCAA history to even hit a 1,000 wins. Wow. Now, there are two men's basketball coach or two men's basketball coaches who have hit a 1,000. Coach it was, K and someone else. Uh, Beheim. And then Bob Huggins is third at his like 900. 900 something. I, I think he was. was like nine. It had to be like 19 something. Something yeah, in the I teens. Can't, I can't remember what it was. But, or no, I think it was, it was like 980 something. I don't think he made it that high. Did he though? 
I can't remember. But anyway, Huggins is third with Bob nine. Bob Huggins, hit us up. Huggins is third with 900 and some. And then Beheim and Coach K. But she's won National Coach of the Year five times. Mm-hmm. Coach Vanderveer has. She has coached in 132 NCAA tournament games. Second only to UConn women's basketball coach Gino Ariema, who UConn is like yeah. a yeah. legacy yeah. Yeah. program. And with those 132 games that she's coached, she has 98 NCAA tournament wins, which puts her in third behind Ariema and the late great Pat Summit. Mm-hmm. So those numbers on the table, I cordially invite you to argue with the wall. Because <laughs> literally, she's a great coach. Like, yes, statistically are, great coach. We are proud of you. We are congratulating you. And yes. if you're not congratulating her, then you can fight us. And exactly. <laughs> Thank you for coming to today's episode. No, because the one thing that she did when they would like when they were asking her about it after the win, mm-hmm. she did what I love that coaches and like leading players do. Mm-hmm. Where they asked her about the win, and she was like, "Oh yeah, it was a great showing by this player and this." Mm-hmm. So she like t- took it off of herself. Like she she mm-hmm. she didn't want to be the focus. Like she literally broke a record. Yeah. Set by one of the most well known mm-hmm. coaches of all time, and she didn't want to talk about it because she only wanted to talk about her team and the game that they just played and the yeah. season. Like I, like uh, okay, tunnel vision isn't always good, but I love when players and coaches have tunnel vision when it comes to, like, achievements that they're going Mm -hmm. after. And they're just like, no, I'm focusing on this game. I'm focusing on this season, on the team. Like, I don't – Yeah. I just think it's so cool when they do that. And she was so chill. Like, like they won. She immediately went to go shake hands with the other team, went to the locker room to talk to her team. Like, she didn't Mm – I I thought it was so cool. And I'm like – because that's that's something that, like, I like to see. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, no, it's so cool. But – we're proud. I'm so proud. I'm so happy for her, honestly. Because, like, reading up about her, I was like, she's so cool. cool. <laughs> That's the thing we've learned about this, um, is women are awesome. Oh, yeah. And, like, even, because I usually have just followed, like, WVU women's sports and, mm-hmm. like, professional ones. But, like, reading more about, like, these college coaches. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you guys. My favorite thing that a college women's team does is lsu basketball dressed like kim mulkey night that was so good i um would love to do that if we ever played lsu in women's basketball just everyone from both teams just dresses up like kim mulkey. imagine imagine we like imagine when he was still here if we did a dress like bob huggins i now. have the i have a like gold on gold tracksuit I have a solid gold tracksuit. My parents gave it to me because it was it was an inside joke with family friends we have that are basketball coaches. And my <sighs> uncle's a my uncle's I don't talk about this often, but my uncle is a division two college basketball coach. So like I grew up around college sports my whole life. That's, That's why I've so always nice. been so invested in college sports. Um, but jokingly, I was gifted a <laughs> solid gold tracksuit by some family friends when I committed to West Virginia and I've had it for a couple of years. I've never worn it anywhere. I've never done anything with it, but I do own a solid gold tracksuit. Wait, suit. I love that. May I propose? May I propose? That I find it and, we, and I wear it. That, yeah. Gold Rush. Oh, fun. I'll think about it. I gotta find it. It's oh my somewhere gosh, either do. in my childhood room or somewhere in my college apartment. Oh my gosh, please find it. I will find it. But... 
what was that? Oh, I was going to say, may I propose? Dress like John Denver night <laughs> at something. Just the, bi- the big cow glasses. Cowhide cow vests. <laughs> big glasses. Floral shirt. Flippy hair. Uh, bowl cuts. <laughs> bowl cuts. <laughs> bowl cuts. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did have more of a bowl cut. Just I was thinking cuts. like the shaggy, like, but yeah, no, that was a straight up bowl cut. Bowl cuts. Dress like John Denver night. That would actually go so hard. I will dress like the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh. I'll dress like the Shenandoah River. <gasps> Miner's late. I'm I'll so be good. the teardrops in my eyes, and it's just me crying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> on on brand, honestly. Oh no, wait. Okay, I'm I'm getting off the theme here, but I was like, imagine dressing like Lana Del Rey for the Take Me Home Country Roads cover. Oh, <laughs> someone could John, John Denver Knight just dress like Lana Del Rey. Then I'll dress like Brad. If you're, if you are Lana, I am Brad Paisley. <laughs> Wear his little split like Tennessee WVU jersey. <laughs> the, the Lana, to my Brad Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> We're holding hands right now, by the way, guys. We're holding hands as we declare that we are the uh, that I am the Brad Paisley to Kaylee's Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Where did this go? We were talking about Kim Mulkey, and now all of a sudden I'm Brad Paisley in your Lana Del Rey. Okay. So uh, now that that's over. Yes. Um, men are also playing basketball. Men are also playing basketball. They they really are. So I guess we can talk about that now. Mm-hmm. So while there was a snowstorm happening all over Morgantown this weekend, mm-hmm. there was another storm going on. But this time in the Coliseum. I, I need to bring something up. But I can't because I don't want to mess with the universe like that. <laughs> Does anyone remember what happened about two weeks after the last time we stormed a court don't in West say, Virginia don't, sports? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Did anyone also notice that uh, not to knock no, on wood, this isn't even a wood. sports thing. I'm just going to bring it up because the history book on its shelf is always repeating itself that uh, Prince Charles has to have prostate cancer. And Trisha Paytas. No, has to have prostate, prostate surgery and Trisha Paytas is having her second child. Cody Ko also just had a kid, so... Could be Cody Ko's kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just... Life is life is a funny... Life is it's a so funny little wheel, folks. <laughs> it's a funny little ditty, ain't it? But, yeah, no, because the, the Baylor game was one of my last, like, great memories right before I COVID. I went to a Cavs game. It was game. a week. It was exactly the, a week. I, you ready for this? I remember, like, exactly what I was doing. I got asked to prom that night. By my ex-boyfriend that would break up with me during the pandemic. He knows who he is, and I know he's listening because he's obsessed with me. Shout out to him. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. I got asked to prom that night. We went to a Cavs game. The Cavs beat the Nuggets. And my friend and I that were both going to West Virginia, he had already changed his background on his phone to a picture of the court being stormed. And it was so cool. We were so excited. But I, like, I wasn't fully invested in, like... Yeah, in WVU, Yeah, really. no. Yeah. I, like, the first really big WVU sporting event I watched was when we played Army in a bowl game. That was my senior mm-hmm. year I think that school. was... I want to say Liberty Bowl. Yes, it was. And we played Army. And then we were in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against Minnesota, and that was the other one I was in. And then I went to the... I witnessed the Mayo Baptism. The Mayo Baptism. No, because I... 
was front row of the student section for the Baylor game. Did you get run over? Oh, <laughs> uh, just about. I almost ran into somebody. That's what I was going to say is I was like, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but like I saw the video of Caitlin Clark getting her get SHIT rocked by an Ohio State fan this weekend. Yeah, it was just like the weekend of storm and court. I watched that video back. It looked like an accident, kind of. Oh, it absolutely was an accident. But like she was they, no, it was absolutely an accident on both parties. But like they trucked each other. Yeah, because you could tell she was trying to get out because security wasn't with her. And I think she was, like, obviously concerned, like, people of the opposing team are running towards you and you're trying to get away. Yeah. And I think that girl just didn't look up. Yeah. Well, cause, and she just got bopped. Because also, I think Caitlin had her head turned, like, right until right before that. And then she turned around and started running and didn't really have time to see the other person there mm-hmm. and, like, adjust. But, no, I saw that and, like, how... She was a little worried because she was like, Yeah, no. I've never been so mad to not be in attendance of a WVU sports. No, event. literally, I went home this weekend for a few reasons. But I was like, of course. And because I was like, we're playing number three. Like, I honestly, it sounds horrible. I, I have not been paying as much attention to WVU men's basketball as I feel like I should be. I have been paying a ton of attention to women's. I'll say it. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I love going to WVU women's basketball games. Mm-hmm. So Especially when we're playing like we have been. They've been they've been catching my eye recently. I'm sorry, but, uh, gentlemen, but maybe if you keep playing like this, I'll... I'll we, we, I'll we... re-pronounce my love for you. We need a court storm at a women's game. I will start. I will lead the charge. Dare I say, <laughs> similar to Braveheart, I will lead the charge. <laughs> <laughs> similar, but, but not s- similar, different, but not uh, entirely different from Braveheart. We uh, we did in fact have a storm going on in the Coliseum because down went number three Kansas. Kansas. What the heck is a Jayhawk? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, what is Are a Jayhawk? You, did, you, did you get that out of your system? I did get okay. that out of my system. But what is a Jayhawk, actually? Like, I for real? I think it's a type of... Like, ho- like I think it's a type of hawk. Because, like, Hokies and Tar Heels, like, they're silly. But, like, we at least have context clues. Like, oh, that's a I'm turkey and that's a ram. A but, like, right I, I, I can't... Keep talking while I figure out what a Jayhawk is. I can't is. even tell what a Jayhawk is supposed I'm to be. I'm looking it up. Like, it... Because, like, I don't... Like, is like an actual bird or just some like demon hybrid of like a jay and a hawk that Hang they just on. went with and they were like okay sure but whatever it is it lost to the gosh dang mountaineers on saturday with a final score of 91 to 85 what is a jay hawk it is a it? combination of two real birds the blue jay a noisy bird known to rob ness and the sparrow hawk a stealthy hunter so it is just some demon hybrid it is of a, a jay and it a is hawk. a demon it is a demon and they hybrid just said, of a blue jay and a hawk and a sparrow hawk and they just said good enough roll with it I guess so That's crazy They they wanted to be a bird two people on the board of athletics said two birds at the same time and they said rock paper scissors Oh my gosh, it's like that's like the oh my gosh, like in the Hunger Games when it's a mockingjay. Yeah, because mockingjays are a mix of jabberjays from the Capitol mm-hmm. and the mockingbirds in District Twelve, and then it made mockingjays. So, so actually, um, Kansas's mascot is a mockingjay. If you burn, dare I say, <laughs> if you burn, 
If we burn, you burn, you burn with, with us. us. <laughs> no, they literally did. They literally did because we beat them 91 to 85. S- snow lands on top, more like WVU lands on top. No, because there was literally snow on the ground. Oh. So Olivia Rodrigo, are you in the room with us? <laughs> after after our win, the WVU student section then proceeded to storm the court and celebrate with the team. Videos to come out of that have been very funny. Uh, hilarious. Almost as funny as the sledding videos. <laughs> yeah. Those have been so good. But they're calling this a signature win for Josh Eilert, obviously. Yeah. Like this is this is his biggest win this season as oh, head yeah. coach. Um Raekwon Battle and Pat Sumnick. Both scored in, in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Sumnick finished with 20 points. Uh, Battle finished with 23, I think. Which I'd like to know, where the heck did Pat Sumnick We've come from? We've talked about this in the last two podcasts. Where because did he I'm come from? Because I'm in shock. Because like, bro just woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm going to ball. And ball he did. Like he's, <laughs> he's leading the team in scoring. Like he's done that a couple times. He dropped 20 getting rebounds, getting steals, played the most minutes on the team against Kansas. Like, he he played 34 minutes against Kansas. There's 40 minutes in a he's game. He's killing it. Like, he's starting. This is one of the best redemption arcs I've seen since Zuko and Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, on that note, I would like to issue a formal apology to Pat Sonic. Anything I've said about you, sir. Um, I don't think we've I ever mentioned it. him except in a positive light. Oh no, I ha- I haven't said it on air. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is just a personal life apology. I would I would I would like to formally apologize for anything bad I've ever said about Pat Sumnick. I um I was I was misled. I was misguided. Pookie, I didn't mean it, okay? <laughs> See, I just make my I just make my quarrels public. Kaylee beefs in silence. Which granted granted he wasn't playing well. But then like he just like, you know, you had it in you all along. Yeah. You just needed something something to they crack did. it open. Like, but but he stepped up when he needed to. And we, I like that. Twenty dare I say twenty twenty four is WVU's year. I'm knocking on wood. Knocking on some wood. But the one thing Maybe we won't suck entirely, <laughs> question mark. Now the the one thing the one thing that Sumnick is getting beat at right now though is the realist player on the team because at least for this week that goes to Kerr Creasa because <laughs> around halftime of the mm-hmm. game against Kansas the WVU hoops Instagram account you know posted an update on the game mm-hmm. and they had um, one half nine threes talking about you know the mm-hmm. exceptional shooting for the Mountaineers uh, at that point in the game. On that post, one Mountaineer fan commented, quote, Kerr, then in all caps, stop turning the ball over with three exclamation points. To which Creesa then replied, <laughs> after the game, in all caps, quote, dog, I'm trying. <laughs> it re- I, dog, can't even, dog, I can't even say it. Dog spelled D-A-W-G. Yeah, that just feels so you know what? You know what that reminds me of? And I'm going to issue a formal apology to him because clearly something they're doing with this coaching staff is working out okay. I'd like to issue a formal apology to former player, current assistant coach, uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. We started down five. Let's make it 15, McCabe. Um, you're doing <laughs> You're doing better, Pookie. 
We're here for you. I su- I'm supporting your journey as a coach. And this is giving me the same vibe. I love that Kaylee's crying after I said that because she didn't know I was going to say that. But that's been my nickname. I was making that's been my nickname for Jordan McCabe since I was a freshman sitting in the dorm watching the games go yelling big or go home. Go at big my or go old home. roommate's boyfriend's TV. <laughs> Kaylee's crying. Kaylee is crying. Oh, that was so funny. But isn't anyway. it so, is, it's real. Let's, we gotta be real here real. sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Jordan McCabe pissed me off at the third too. But we forgive you. Coach McCabe, you're slaying. Yeah. Co- Coach McCabe, you slay. Coach Coach McSlave. No. Coach McCabe, you stay. <laughs> Player, no, no. Jordan, sashay away. No, no, no. <laughs> because I was trying to think of like. A um, way to tie it. We have to tie everything to RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, no, 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 no. So at auditions on. Um, Oh my gosh! On Wednesday, you will be hearing a lot about WVU news from the rest of the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. because so, we are we are trucking through, ladies and gents. So Sydney and I are both in WVU news, right? And uh, there was someone who was auditioning who we needed them to just stay where they were because mm-hmm. we're going to have somebody else read with them. And I was trying to think of the and phrase from RuPaul, and I said, "Oh my gosh!" I said, "Someone, you stay." And I was like, "I can't." I was it's like, "Shantae, I was you like, stay. I was like, there's a name that goes there, and I can't think of it." Chuck Scatterday looks up. He goes, Shantae, you stay. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what? I was like, it is Shantae. <laughs> My life has been made better. Like, My <laughs> life has been made better. Like, oh, my <laughs> God, my life has been made better. Thank you for that. That made my Monday. That made my entire Monday. Thank you for that. Oh, my God. So, as we said, Coach McCabe, Shantae, you stay. Former player Jordan, sashay away. Also, can we talk about, I want to shout out RuPaul. I found out over the weekend when I was watching my Ye Old, which was one of the best television broadcasts I've seen in a very long time, of the 75th Emmys was absolutely amazing. The reunions, the sets, the hosting. Anthony Anderson is amazing at everything he does. Him and his mother are like the most iconic duo in pop culture right now, and I'm honestly here for them. But RuPaul is the winningest host of a competition show on television. He's won the most Emmys of any competition show host. They win almost every single year for RuPaul's Drag Race. And and that's why RuPaul is the queen of yes. drag. Yes. But, so, um, shout out Karkarisa. He said, it's time to be real. And real he was. Yes. <laughs> but coming up for the Mountaineers, they will not be in Morgantown for a while. Mm. They're in the warmth, y'all. But as they travel to Orlando, say hi to Mickey Mouse for me, to play UCF Tuesday, January 23rd at 7 p.m., which by the time this comes out will have already passed. But, uh, oh my gosh, I already wrote that in the script, and I went off script, and then now I have to find my place. Yeah, we've already had one this comes out. Teehee. And then they head out to Stillwater. Stillwater Strip. Run far enough, boy, and you're bound to trip. I'm so sorry. Uh, where they will play the more tolerable OSU at 2 p.m. on Saturday, January 27th. Come for my neck. <laughs> 
Come for my neck today. I'm wearing an Ohio State sweatshirt tomorrow just because you said that. Come for my neck. I'm not going to see you tomorrow, so. I'll send you a picture. Of <laughs> quote Mean Girls, and it is true. It will be my mother's from the 80s. <laughs> so they, they play Oklahoma State at 2 p.m. in Stillwater on Saturday, January 27th. But then they come back to the Coliseum to play Cincinnati on January 31st at 7 p.m. But uh, that is all that we have for this week. This, this was, was a quick one. This was a quick, easy, fun. This was a little quick one. We had, a, we had some great stories for the girlies. In 30 minutes, 30, 30, and 30. <laughs> 30, 30, and thriving. But you can keep listening to the girls who get it at the wherever you stream podcasts. No matter where you listen, stick with us because the girls who get it, get it.